Welcome to the Life Fellowship Ministries International Broadcast. Our mission is to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. And now, join us for the Life Fellowship Experience. I, I never intended that this... Uh, that this service, I mean, this, this series would go for 18 weeks, but uh, I, I wanted to make sure that we took time to drill down into some of the things that Paul is talking about regarding the gifts from the Holy Spirit. And, you know, it's not something that I was taught a lot about when I was growing up in church, and I think that that maybe it's not talked about in a lot of churches. I don't know. This is a church I come to on Sunday morning, so I really can't speak to other churches. But I think it's something that the gifts from the Holy Spirit are things that, that bring confusion to people. And uh, there's, there's, no, there's no need for that. When we read the Word, when we understand what the Word says, what Paul was writing to the early church, what Paul is writing that still is for relevant and applicable to us, I think it's not that difficult to understand. And... Uh, I was talking with Al uh, a couple of weeks ago, and, and he was saying, you know, what I think would be a good idea is to have people come up and share their testimony about how they received their prayer language and what that's meant to them. And I said, you know, I think that's a good idea. Testimonies are always good anyway. I love those because you, can, you hear me speak almost every, every Sunday, but it's good to hear from the body and, and, and hear what the Lord is doing in your lives. That, that you can share that with the rest of the body. And again, so prayer language is one of the most personal gifts that the Lord gives to us. Why wouldn't we want that? And yet it's one of the most misunderstood and misused maybe in the body. And who would want the, the, the body of Christ to not understand and receive and, and have the gifts that he gives? I mean, that's ludicrous that God wants to pour gifts into our lives and there are people that reject those things. I mean, I want everything that the Lord has for us. And so my first point this morning is some believers reject the gifts from the Holy Spirit. Don't be one of those. We want all the, all the gifts that the Lord gives because they're valuable. They help us now. They're, they're not going to do us any good when we get to heaven. They're for now. They're so we can be encouraged and built up and strengthened, and so we can encourage and build up and strengthen others. That's the purpose that the Holy Spirit has given us, these gifts. And uh, so I want to kind of capsize a few things here. Again, we've, if you've missed any of these sermons, I encourage you to go back online. We have them. We have podcasts. We have a YouTube channel. We have Vimeo. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. We have Instagram. We have TikTok. Is there anything else that, that we, you know, I mean, what else can we do? You know, so if you're driving, you can click on the podcast. Listen, the reason that we're teaching these things, really the, the purpose of Life Fellowship is that we become disciples who will impact the world with the love of Jesus Christ. So these messages, when we come together on Sunday morning, when you go to a life group, when you go to a youth group, whatever, you, whatever you're attending, the goal is to train and equip us. And so sometimes we know these things, but we need to be reminded maybe. Or maybe we're going through something in our life and we're like, oh yeah, I really needed to hear that today. Or I really needed to, to, to hear that scripture on Sunday to get me through the week. But it's not just for us. 
But there are people in your sphere of influence that have questions about these things, especially about the gifts from the Holy Spirit. And so we have resources. You can say, well, look, Pastor Mark taught on this on this Sunday. Go back and listen to that. Go back and listen to the message, and then come back and let's talk about it. So these are tools that we have. You are the greatest tool that God has to go out and live it and teach others. Listen, there's a whole world of people that need to know what you know and what you can train them up and share with them. There, there are people that, that don't have families. There are people that don't have a relationship with the Lord. There are people that don't know anything about God's love for them and His plan, much less His principles and truths that have been instilled in us that we can go and share with them. So the purpose is not just that we grow but we're trained and equipped and released to go and help others. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1-5. through 5, Paul is writing to his son in the faith. And he said, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. Nobody knows when the end times are. Jesus said, nobody knows the day or hour of my return, but he's coming. And, and we look around and we see what's happening in the world around us. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist for us to figure out that things are going crazy, that it's chaotic, not just in this country, but across the world. And he says, you should know that in the last days there will be very difficult times. I don't think we have really experienced very difficult times, most of us. I mean, when you look at, at some of the suffering going on with some of our brothers and sisters across the world where they're being killed for their faith, that's a pretty difficult time. Are we going to stand strong if that were to happen to us? He says, for people who love only themselves and their money. Hmm. Is that like today? <laughs> Let me just read through some of these things, and, and you just ask the Lord to show you some things as, as I read these scriptures. For, the, for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. Do you know people that uh, are entitled? You owe me this. No, I don't owe you anything. And have we promoted a culture of that? Where we're enabling people rather than try to help them? You know, there's a balance there. We, we want to help people, but we don't want to enable people to stay stuck where they are. Disobedient to their parents. Ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. Life. People just shooting one another for no reason at all. There's no value of life. It's not a video game. You don't get to reset it and play again. They're dead. And I've seen people that have been killed. It's a sobering thing. And I've seen people that have shot somebody and then they joke about it. I want to say, do you know you just killed somebody? This is not a joke. This is not a video game. You took someone's life for some foolish reason. They will be unloving and unforgiving. I'll never forgive them. Wow. Have you ever been forgiven? 
What about God? Has God forgiven you? You want to go back and think about some of the things that you've been forgiven of. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. Do we live in a society full of self-control? <laughs> I want it. I want it now. And I'm entitled to get it now. Even if it doesn't matter what anybody else wants. It doesn't even really matter if it's good for me. I want it. And I want it now. No self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. It's amazing to me to see what's happening in our culture where godly things are considered bad and evil things are considered good. We have people walking around that don't even know what gender they are. It's a pretty easy determination. Confusion. The enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy has come to confuse, bring confusion. That's not of God. And yet we see it happening. But we also see a, a culture that's turning away from God, rejecting God. We see people in the church rejecting the gifts from the Holy Spirit that He has for us. They will hate. They will, they will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends. They will be reckless. Reckless. Be puffed up with pride. That's one of the greatest tools that the enemy has is pride. It comes in a lot of different shapes and colors and disguised. But I think if you look at a lot of our problems today, it's rooted in, in pride. And love pleasure rather than God. Well, I'm not going to commit any time to God because I've got these other things that I'd rather do. They will act religious. But they will reject the power that could make them godly. And what does Paul say? He says, stay away from people like that. Because they can influence you. We need to stay the course, family. And that's, that's one of the reasons we talk about this relationship with the Lord every Sunday. Because it's not about religion. Religion doesn't save anybody. All religion does is put a lot of demands on people that are unreasonable that they can't keep. But it's this relationship. It's understanding that God really does love you. And He really has a purpose and plan for you. And He really does forgive you even when you have a hard time forgiving yourself or forgiving someone else. There's forgiveness that, that goes beyond our comprehension and understanding. Well, you just don't know what I've done. No, I don't. But He does. And He took it all on at the cross. He said, I'm taking on all that stuff. Not just for you, but for everyone. God wants to have this relationship with you, this personal, intimate relationship with you. And He's given us these gifts to help us walk in victory. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will tell you of things to come, to give us warning, to lead us and guide us into all truth. So some believers reject the gifts from the Holy Spirit. Let's not be those believers. There's a... A friend, he's a, he's a doctor that I go to, 
a couple of times a year, and, and he knows the Word of God. But he's not rightly dividing the, the Word of truth. And, and sometimes we haven't experienced something, and so we will reject that. We'll say, you know, well, I don't believe prophecy is, is relevant today. Well, I know that it is because I've had people speak words of prophecy over me that have come true. I know that it's true because God has given me prophetic words to speak over the other people and it's come true. So we have to be careful if we haven't experienced something, and I'm not talking about something that's uh, against the word of God or ungodly or unethical, illegal, any of that. But we have to be careful if we don't understand some things that may be that we just don't understand. And we need to be open within the scope of the boundaries that God has given us. So I want to be careful. We don't embrace everything and anything. I heard somebody say about their church, we're inclusive. Ooh, what does that mean? Because there is a standard in which we're not to cross. But why does God put these boundaries around us? Because He's mean? He wants to restrict us? No, because He wants us to stay within His grace. And when we step out of those boundaries, it's called sin. And sin is destructive. Sin has consequences. You may think, well, I, I've gotten by with it all these years. You haven't gotten by with it. Because if nothing else, it's doing something internally in your heart. Don't reject the Lord's gifts due to a lack of understanding. Don't reject the Lord's gifts due to a lack of your understanding. Let me say it that way. <laughs> you know, Jesus did some pretty strange stuff. We don't always understand. God says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. My ways are far beyond your ways. And so imagine that you're blind and you come up here, I get some dirt. Okay, let's put this dirt, this mud on your eyes. That's what Jesus did. That's pretty weird. That's pretty strange. But you know, Jesus didn't always heal everybody the same way because we would make a ritual out of that. Okay, you're blind. Okay, we got to go get some dirt from over here in, in, in Israel. And, uh, well, we, we don't have any of Jesus' spit, so, you know, we'll just get some water. Jesus didn't come to set up a bunch of rituals and programs so we could, okay, A, B, C. He came that we would be in relationship with him so that he can guide us. Because what if he wants us to do something weird? We don't like doing things that are weird. I don't like weird things. But we need to understand what the Word of God says so that we know the boundaries for what He's set for us. Let me ask you a question. Are you teachable? Yes. <laughs> One of you are teachable? <laughs> what are our core values? Love, prayer, obedience, humility, humility, Teachability, being able to teach, but also being able to be taught. Unity, coming into unity, service, serving one another. So are we teachable? 
Are we yielded to the Lord and saying, Lord God, I may not understand this, but your word says this, and if your word says it, I believe it. Help me to understand. Give me a revelation or understanding of this. And so that's why we've talked about the gifts. What's the application? What is the biblical application of the gifts? It's there. In chapter 14, it's there in some of the sermons. I don't know what date I taught on those, but it's all there for us so that we can walk in victory and power and the anointing and the calling that God has called us to, that God has called you to, so that you're not missing anything, so that you don't have to go back and repeat a grade, so that you don't get stuck, but you can move forward walking in the power and the authority, and the dominion, and the humility, and the love, and the peace, and the joy, and the grace of God. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. For if, say if. If. What does if mean? It's conditional, right? It's a choice. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I'm saying. My spirit man is connecting with the spirit of the Lord. Paul is clearly teaching about having a prayer language. Well then, what shall I do? I will pray in the spirit. And I will also pray in words I understand. So there are times when many of us pray in the spirit. Even though we don't know what we're praying. It's a communion with the Lord. It's for us to pray in the Spirit, to connect with Him. But we also pray with understanding. We're to pray. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, Pray without ceasing. Pray all the time. Pray a lot. Pray, pray, pray. So we can pray in our prayer language. We can pray with understanding. And we should do both. Skip down to verse 20, 1 Corinthians 14, 20. Dear brothers and sisters, don't be childish in your understanding of these things. Paul is writing to the early church. He's writing to us and he's saying, listen, get some understanding of what I'm trying to teach you. Get some understanding of what the Word says. It's not about this theology or this doctrine. It's about the Word of God. What does God say? That's what matters Not what's comfortable for me or not what I want, but what He is saying through His Word, what He is saying through His Holy Spirit, speaking to our hearts and minds that we are being open to receive. Because we have the choice. If I speak in tongues, I know people that have been given a prayer language and they're like, well, I don't use it. Why not? We are built up. We can understand these things and become more spiritually mature. That's what the Lord wants for us to grow up. You know, if you've been sitting in a church for 30, 20, 30, 40 years, there should be some spiritual maturity. You should understand some things, spiritual things. You should be implementing some things in your life that are in alignment with the Word of God. That you can walk according to His purpose and plan. Listen, if we could do it on our own, we would. But we can't. How many of us have run into brick walls trying to do it on our own? And then we come to this place and we say, Lord God, I can't do it without you. And He's like, now you're getting the point, boy. He says, be innocent as babies when it comes to evil. Think, Think of people that are spiritually innocent. You know, somebody will tell an off-color joke and they don't get it. 
because they're innocent to that stuff. I think about the two twin boys that, of, of friends of ours. We, we would go over to their house and Jonathan and David would get out of the bathtub and they'd run into the li- living room butt naked. They had no shame. They were innocent. They were just glad to see us. They didn't know that they had to put clothes on to come and see Mark and Christine. Now, please wear clothes, all right? <laughs> but be innocent as babies when it comes to evil, but be mature in understanding matters of this kind. <laughs> Become spiritually mature. 1 Corinthians 14, 21. It is written in the Scriptures, I will speak to my own people through strange languages and through the lips of foreigners. But even then, they will not listen to me, says the Lord. The Lord is trying to get our attention sometimes. And he will speak through other people. Speak through his word. Speak through the Holy Spirit. He spoke through a donkey one time. I think he's spoken through a lot of donkeys. You'll get that later on. (laughs) But even then, they won't listen to me, says the Lord. Are we open to hearing his voice? Not only hearing, but listening and then choosing to obey and follow him and do what he says. Verse 22, so you see that speaking in tongues is a sign not for believers, but for unbelievers. Prophecy, however, is for the benefit of believers, not unbelievers. So as we've talked through this series, we've, we've read where Paul says, look, I, I speak in tongues more than any of you, but I'd rather speak a few words that are understood than 10,000 that can't be understood. So we need to understand the application of the gifts. Someone gives you a hammer for Christmas, you wouldn't use it to, to butter your toast with, put butter on it. Or they give you a butter knife, you wouldn't use that as a hammer. Now, I've seen women use high heel shoes for hammers. Uh, I don't know. That's probably not the best application, but uh, prophecy. We've talked about the, the words that, of prophecy that the Lord has given to us the past few years, some of those words, and the relevance of those things and how important they are for us. God is speaking. <laughs> you know, God is speaking to us, and if we aren't listening and if we run that red light and get run over by an 18-wheeler, well, are we, are we just rejecting the things of the Lord? Because He loves you enough to speak to you. He loves you enough to have a personal relationship with you. Prophecy, however, is for the benefit of believers, not unbelievers. Even so, if unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your church meeting and hear everyone speaking in an unknown, unknown language, they will think you're crazy. So how is that going to draw people to the Lord? I don't know if I want to be around those crazy people. But if all of you are prophesying and unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your meeting, they will be convicted of sin and judged by what you say. The presence of the Lord, the word of the Lord, pierces our hearts and minds. And so the prophetic is to build up, to encourage, to warn, to strengthen, sometimes to bring conviction. The Lord doesn't... Condemn us. 
but the Lord will convict us. And sometimes we need a little conviction. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> the presence of the Word, the presence of the Lord, pierces our hearts and minds. And so when we come together and worship, God is doing something in our hearts and lives. Because we're making declarations. We are uh, announcing to ourselves, to our neighbors, to the host of heaven. There's something that happens as we begin to declare and proclaim that happens in us. You know, the word says, uh, uh, the words that come out of our mouth are a reflection of what's in our heart. Out of the abundance of the mouth does the heart speak. And so, what, what is in our hearts? Sometimes, I know we've all done this, where we've said something and then we're like, oh, wow, why did I say that? It's in our heart was really in our heart. And so we want to declare the things of God. We want to engage with Him. 2 Corinthians 3.17, for the Lord is spirit. The Lord is spirit. So why do we think we have to rationalize everything through our human logic and reasoning? Well, I don't understand that, so I'm just, I don't know why God would do that. Well, you're not God. Aren't you glad that God doesn't think like you? <laughs> aren't you glad that God doesn't say hey uh, I, can I get your permission I, is it okay no God I want to do this okay alright God help me for the Lord is spirit and wherever the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom there is liberty the captives, have Jesus come to set the captives free. I talked about that last week. Where there is godly prophecy, the Spirit of the Lord is present and brings freedom. We build, we build others up as we are built up. You know, there's a phrase, wounded people wound people. We all have some brokenness in our lives. We have some healing that needs to take place in our lives, I'm sure. But through this relationship, God is bringing some restoration into our lives. He's bringing some health and healing and wholeness. Remember last week I talked about uh, Jesus saying that he'd come to set the captives free. And, and that word captive means like a prisoner of war. Imagine that you were a prisoner of war and all of a sudden you were released. He's come to heal the brokenhearted those that are crushed, that their lives are shattered and broken. Not that we see any of that today. We, we see a whole world of people that are shattered and broken and hopeless, have no hope. So back to praying in the Spirit. A brother of, of Jesus and James Jude in verse uh, 20, but you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith pray in the power of the Holy Spirit so we can pray for one another we can pray we should be praying for one another 
in our prayer closet for those that the Lord places on our heart. Those that we know that are struggling. We, we, we pray in the Spirit because it builds us up. Lord God, I need to be built up because I don't even know the brokenness in my life to the depth that you do. So I'm going to pray in my prayer language. I'm going to pray in the Spirit and let you do what you do. Verse 21, and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ who will bring you eternal life. In this way you will keep yourself safe in God's love. This is all about this relationship with him. And so this morning, I want, I've asked a, a few people to come up and share their testimony about how they received the Lord and their prayer language. And No, that's okay. Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe. Hey. We're not going to do that. No, don't need it. Thank you. Chantel, you want to come on up? And then be ready. Eileen, you're next. Hey, Chantel. How you doing, girl? I think it's on. Hello? It's on. So um, you were telling me about how you received your prayer language. And as I've shared with you guys, I pray and we pray, but these gifts from the Lord are from Him. And there's, I can't give them to you. I wish I could. But it's only through the Holy Spirit that we have these gifts. And so today, I, I really wanted a few of you to share um, about how you received the prayer language. Because again, Al was saying, hey, it, it might be good for some of us that don't have a prayer language to understand how those that have a prayer language got theirs. So you want to share a little bit about that? Um, so uh, we were with the pastors and a few of the other young adults, and we went to um, a church up in Houston for an event. Um, and it was talking about, the pastor was talking about prayer languages um, and at the end, he asked everybody who wanted a prayer language to come up and everybody there would pray for you. Um, and all the people in his church were standing there ready to pray with us. And um, I went up and this lady was praying for me. And um, she was praying and I was praying and she looks up at me and she said, the Lord's telling me that he's trying and uh, you're stopping me. And I wasn't letting him. And so that kind of changed the way I was praying from, Lord, give me a prayer language, um, to, Lord, whatever it is that I'm doing to stop you, whatever it is on me that's stopping you, um, just take that. And then all of a sudden, I just felt his peace come over me, and I felt very light. Um, and they were still praying for me. Um, and the pastor was still on the stage talking to everybody about, you know, if you feel syllables or sounds or words that just come into your mind and just, just let it out, you know, just start saying whatever comes to your mind. Um, cause that's sort of how prayer language works. It's not really words. And so I started doing that and I was praying and she was praying for me and all of a sudden it just started coming out of me and flowing. Um, and then I just felt really light and it was just amazing. And so that sort of changed my way of thinking about it. Um, and whatever, whatever it was that I was doing to stop the gift from coming to me, you know, it just went away. So, yeah. 
Yeah, it changes, it changes your perspective when you experience something, right? Yes. Then when does. you just hear about it. Exactly. And uh, so do you use your prayer language on a regular basis? Um, I do. I'm not on a regular basis. Um, I should do it more, and I'm yeah. working on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a work in progress. Um, but it's also changed the way that I pray normally as well. And, you know, um, I never really thought about before that day that, you could be stopping the Lord from giving you something. Mm, yeah. So I always pray, um, Lord, whatever's on me that shouldn't be, take it from me. You Wonderful. Know? Um, and so, yeah, just, yeah. All right. Well, Chantel, thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. I love you. Eileen. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I don't think I need this mic because I have a lot uh, no, of No, you do because it has to be in the, in the oh, live stream. Okay. Well, I am a preacher's kid, and I grew up with my mom in church, Kojic church, where everyone was speaking in tongue. And I was always one that was like, I don't want that. Cause, because when you get that, you feel like an obligation where you would have to change your life, you can't do this or you can't do that. So I never wanted it. But then in California, when I moved to California from Chicago, uh, start going to a church and I noticed on Wednesday nights at Bible study, the pastor would say, I just want you guys to speak in tongues, speak your prayer language. And I would just be praying, but then it felt like I was missing something. After two or three services, I was like, I'm a preacher's kid. I should have this, you know, or whatever. But I didn't want it at that time. But then I started yearning for it. And um, the next day, I called the preacher's sister, and I said, how do I get that, you know, because it's, <laughs> it's like I'm missing something. I felt, I felt something that I was missing. And just to break it in layman terms, it's like when you're cooking and you're tasting your food, it's like it's something missing. You, it's an ingredient missing. Well, the ingredient was the Holy Spirit. It was the, the, the prayer language. So on that, that next Wednesday, the, pre, uh, the preacher prayed for me and everything, and stuff, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it. Well, it didn't come like that. Because then he instructed me, and that's why I, when the preacher preaching give you instructions, you should follow it. Because I had to go and read Luke, I had to read Acts, I had to read Corinthians, and I had to keep reading it, not just one time, but I had to keep reading it over and over and over until that one ingredient got in my spirit where I understood what the language was. And then one day driving down Long Beach, California, I'm playing my gospel. I'm just in prayer and worship. Cruising. Yeah, I'm cruising, cruising, doing my gospel and everything. And I mean, I was so much in the Holy Spirit singing the gospel that my songs wasn't words anymore. It was a language that I didn't even understand. And I mean, I don't even know how I got home that day. It was like I just felt a peace that came over me. I felt rejuvenated. I felt alive. I was like, huh, I got it. You know, it was like I got it, you know. And even now, I do use my prayer language a lot because 
we are so selfish to ourselves that you have to die within yourself because when we pray into the Holy Spirit and pray to God, we ask for all these things that he don't really want us to have. But us being selfish, we want all these different things. So when I pray, I just ask God, when I start praying, Father God in heaven, and it just comes. Because he knows, like Pastor said earlier, out of the mouth the heart speaks. He knows what I want. He knows my desires. He knows what I need at the time, even when I don't need it. So I'm just telling you that it's just an awesome feeling. It's almost like an out-of-body experience. You know, I speak English, and when that language comes, it's like, okay, this is a language that, you know, only this Holy Spirit can give you. And I'm telling you, it's just a joy to have it because, you know, most of you guys know me. I'm really happy-go-lucky, but y'all don't see me behind that door when I'm in my bedroom or in my house and lonely or, well, I ain't going to say lonely. I get lonesome. I ain't never lonely because I always have the Holy Spirit with me. But... um I pray for different things, and then I just say, God, you know my heart. So I just give it all to God, and that's how I became, I got my prayer language. And it was like three or four months after the pastor uh, had prayed for me, because it's not in our time, but it's God's time. And I had to study the word to show myself approved, you know, so I would understand the difference between a prayer language and speaking in tongue, because it's two separate things. Thank you very much. You're Thank welcome. you. I love you. Uh, Henry, you want to come on up? And, and I, that's good, Eileen. And, and that's one of the things I wanted to talk about through the series is what's the difference? Come on up, Henry. Uh, between a prayer language and speaking in tongues, it's a different application. It could be the same language, but uh, let's have you stand on this side. Thank you. I think my mic wants to interact with your mic. Okay. So can you tell us a little bit about how you uh, received your prayer language? Absolutely. I was uh, 54 and accepted Jesus, and they spoke to me at that time about uh, speaking in tongues or a prayer language, and uh, I had a pretty high level of unbelief about that. And um, they wanted me to just, you know, make noises and speak, and I, I refused to do that. So... Time went on, and, and every time it seemed like I went up for prayer, that uh, people were wanting me to, you know, speak in, speak in tongues, speak in a prayer language. And I just said, Lord, uh, I don't know about this. I, I don't feel that. Uh, you know, if, if this is really real, you know, you're going to have to bring it up out of me because I'm just not going to fake it or do something. I, mm -hmm. I, I need this to be real. And I was... Um, being mentored by a man who did many, many, like 37 plus crusades to India, you know, preaching to hundreds of thousands of people. And, and so, you know, he talked to me about it and, and he gave me his book called God's Spy, which was about his adventures for God, smuggling Bibles behind the Iron Curtain and preaching around the world. And I was reading that book and one day I finished reading the book and I folded it up and I just sat it down and just spontaneously I just raised my hands and I started speaking in a prayer language mm. and it just flowed for like 15 minutes and it, and it was, as Eileen said, an incredible experience. It, it, was, it was very freeing 
And I, I discovered that uh, I, I'll pray in my, you know, pr pray in English. And when I ran out of things to pray about, I just slip into the prayer language. And a lot of times thoughts just kind of flow through my mind about this is what that's about or this and then this and different things. And, and so it's like we don't know everything we need to pray about. Our family, our friends, our job, ourselves. <laughs> yeah. The hidden things in us that need to be changed. Yeah. Um, and so that's just been amazing to me. You know, I'm an engineer. You know, everything was, you know, what you can see, the five senses. Uh, it's just been incredible. So I just have to say that we have to be teachable and let the Lord lead us, let the Holy Spirit lead us into all the different aspects of life, of, of spiritual gifts that God has for us, and just be open to it and ask him whatever it is that you want to receive. And like in this case, you know, I asked him to show me if it was real and to bring it to me and bring it up out of me, and mm -hmm. that's what he did. It's yeah. like, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, and so do you use your prayer language on a regular basis? Now? Uh, yes, uh, anytime I'm praying, uh, part of the time I'm praying in the Spirit. Um, sometimes uh, I just pray in the Spirit. Yeah. Uh, in, in worship services, I take the attitude that we're not, you know, if it's speaking in tongues, there needs to be an interpreter. So mm -hmm. I might use my prayer language, but I try to be sure nobody hears it. Yeah. And, and I just consider it's, it's very powerful. I view it, praise and prayer are the two most powerful things in our lives. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Well, thank you, Henry. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Barb, you want to come on up? Yeah, and uh, I, I think that's one of the, the um, things that I really wanted to emphasize about, you know, the application of speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prayer language. So... Uh, when we when we pray, I mean, I, I'm so comfortable in praying in the Spirit. I, I pray in the Spirit a lot. And you don't have to pray out loud to pray in the Spirit. Amen. I'm praying right now in the Spirit. Mm -hmm. and just like you can pray with understanding. I can pray right now with understanding. In fact, I am. Okay, so Barb, uh, can you give us a little bit, uh, tell your story about how you received your prayer language? Well, I was uh, coming to this church probably 15 years ago or so, and uh, I think that we had a Bible study, and we were going over um, the gifts, and Christine was saying that just pray and ask for the gifts. You don't have to be specific. You don't have to ask for this one or that one or whatever. Just ask for the gifts, and God will give you what you're supposed to have. So I'm like, okay. And, uh, and I prayed and asked for all, all of the gifts that he wanted for me to have. And then, I don't know, maybe a month or two later, we went to a women's group in, or I guess it was a women's group in, uh, in Houston at a church. And they were singing and praising and praying and I just started speaking in a prayer language. And it was so unreal. And I hadn't asked for it at that particular time. It just, I had asked for it in the past and then I guess forgot about it. And then it just happened when I was in a place 
I guess, where I was ready to receive it because you have to be open to it. And uh, like Chantel said, you know, we have blockages for all kinds of things that God wants to give us and we have to figure out how to get those off of us. Um, but it was really, um, it was a surreal experience and um, I have continued it, not as much as I should after this series. Uh, that's going to change and I'm going to try. Sometimes it just comes, like Henry was saying, when you're finished saying all the words you can say, it just comes. And then sometimes I have to uh, think about it, I guess, and, and maybe start it or I'm not exactly sure. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is a precious gift. It's a really, really precious gift. All right. Well, thank you, Barb. I appreciate you sharing. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate all of you sharing your, your testimony. And, you know, I can only share my experience and what I've experienced. But I think from what we've heard today and talking with other people, uh, receiving your prayer language is different for everyone, but yet it's kind of the same thing. And I think the common thread there is when we get to this place maybe where we say, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to try to figure this thing out. I'm not going to try to make it happen. I'm just going to receive it. And maybe that's when that, that little thread finally gets cut. And I've shared with uh, your, uh, our story with uh, Pastor Christine and I when we received our prayer language. We had been to a meeting, and it was much like uh, what Chantel and some of the, the young adults were at when we went to that church meeting. And there were people praying for us and praying that we get the, uh, you know, our prayer language and saying, just say syllables and words. And there was this woman that was on the praise team that had just a beautiful voice. And she came up, you know, we talked about this in one of the, the teachings where Paul talks about, I sing with understanding and I sing in the spirit. And she was just singing and it was like an angel. I mean, it was just beautiful. But anyway, we, nothing really happened and, and we got home and, and uh, I was, we were laying in our waterbed. Anybody have, ever have a waterbed? You move around, you could throw, throw your, your spouse out of that thing if you jumped on bed, they might fly out. Anyway, uh, we were laying there in our, our, our bed and I said, did, did you feel like anything did you get anything? Or she said, no, not really. And so I just began to pray. And I said, Lord God, we're desirous of a prayer language. Would, would you bless us with, with a prayer language? And I'm telling you, it was like a, like a dam broke. And it just came out of us. You know, and it's, it's like a, a couple of y'all have shared that, that when this thing happens, it just, it, there's a release, I guess. And, uh, and, and, you know, it's not like you, you turn into a zombie and, you know, you have no control over anything, nothing like that. But it's a release and it's a wonderful gift that God has given for us and to us. And uh, so, you know, I just wanted to, to share that. And, and if you don't have a prayer language, I would strongly encourage you to pray and ask the Lord to give you that. Because no one can give it to you. Only he can. It's a gift from the Lord.